1: Happy Sunday night, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am Scott Jensen, joined as always by Jeff Erickson on Sunday night. Our last regular season podcast, uh, we were just talking, I think we're going to do one more uh, next weekend, just kind of recapping the season, talking about the playoffs a little bit, talking about some playoff fantasy leagues that are out there too, a little bit of that kind of stuff. We are sponsored by WinBet. We greatly appreciate that. They sponsor us all year. Uh, Much appreciation for that. Uh, Jeff, one week left in the season. Both our teams are pretty much done compared to where they were. They were a week ago. Uh, how are you faring overall?
2: You know, I, I've come to peace with the fact that the Cardinals will never lose um, ever, God. ever, sixteen ever, in a row, never again.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, but and the thing is, I, I, I tweeted about it. Tip my hate, I mean hat to them. Uh, <laughs> but the Reds gave it away too, and there's bad things on the horizon for the Reds. You know development people are, are jumping are like rats jumping off the ship right now Kyle body left uh their hitting instructor left you know it makes me think that they're gonna just get lean and mean and uh, i don't know if i like that so we'll see i mean but i'm not thrilled about that but you know what I mean, we did have games that matter it just sucked that they performed yeah. so badly in games that mattered um i've got fantasy leagues that
1: matter still so that's good that's yeah, a good definitely. thing with a week left that's always uh, that's what you want right you want leagues that uh the last week matters
2: yeah um I'm it's not I'm not great I'm not a favorite to win any league but I've got a chance on a couple and I got a chance to cash another so I'll do that I have some big failures I'm gonna have to do some uh you know examinations
1: uh on yeah. that but the last that's part of the gig anyhow let's talk about the last week for a second the last week is tough um I think yeah. you want you want teams that are either like out of it and playing their guys every day, like something like Pittsburgh, like you know, keep Ryan Hayes and a lot of these guys are playing every single day. They're just kind of running out the season, but they're 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 playing their guys. And then you got the teams that are playing for something. You have you know whether you're playing for the division, you're playing for the wild card, you're playing for seating. Like those guys, those teams will play their guys. I mean, maybe not over the weekend. You probably uh, you'll see some specific guys, but those teams will play most of their players this week. It's those in between teams, it's teams that are we're like in it and now are out of it. There's teams that are fully clinched and don't need to be uh, don't need to be playing guys. Like those teams, you're going to see guys sit two or three times this week. Over the weekend, especially, we always see teams, you know, you look at the lineup, you're like, oh, my God, who are these guys? And then you get a lot of like Saturday and Sunday guys have two at-bats and come out of the game too. So it's uh, this week is a lot of figuring out who's going to get at-bats and who's going to get innings pitched. Like those are the two categories you really want to focus on. this Yeah, way, at least witness
2: the Padres. They got eliminated Saturday, didn't play Tatis on Sunday. Yeah. You'll probably see a game or two more like that from him. Our A's and our Reds are on the cusp of elimination. Uh, so, you know, that'll be something that we'll uh, deal with. Reds are a little bit are more out of it than our A's. So uh, there is that.
1: Yeah, um, probably the A's, they got like... Three teams in between. They're they're done, but I know they're not technically done. But it's just yeah. it's so A's that you get swept at home by the Mariners and four, and then go and sweep the Astros. It's just right. I'm ha- right. It was nice. That, it was nice not to see the Astros celebrate on the A's field of the division. I think there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of pride at stake there. The A's did not want to see that happen. They a, don't like the Astros. And you never want to see a team celebrate on your home field, especially when it's your rival in your division. So there's a lot of that in there. But I mean, I don't. You just you can't lose those game four games to the Mariners. And they had a lot of front office bad stuff this week. So I, uh, I yeah tweet, I, right. I, I I probably tweeted enough about the A's this week people need to hear about it. I did a lot of complaining. I just I think they're handling everything like complete garbage.
2: Yeah I, I do too. Um they're laying the groundwork for moving and it's it's gross and sick and it's it's the Montreal playbook all over again. It's it's David Sampson, you know, just talking yang about the team and uh brutal
1: or or they're laying the groundwork to like strong arm oakland into, into approving the stadium and all, all the all the ways they're doing it are pretty gross i don't know what their final plays i don't there's not there's a part of me that thinks that fisher doesn't want to leave the bay area and go to las vegas but um i don't know they're, they're clearly they're clearly doing everything intentionally when you have the team president and he sends a video out of madison something a home run and clearly does it to show how few fans are in the stadium like it was very evident that he was like focusing on the fact that it was fully empty it's uh it's pretty gross, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see. But yeah, this last week is tough fantasy wise. Like, I always, now you know, you know it, it's tough if you're, it, it's weird because it, it, you can go get both ways. If you're ahead, you're like, oh my God, my guy's going to play. I'm going to feel like I'm going to, you know, fully, the floor is going to fall in front of me. If you're chasing, like, it's hard because you, you can't find at bats, you can't find innings. So it's a weird in between. And they're going to be teams that, you know, you've set your lineup on Monday or Tuesday. You think the guy's going to pitch Saturday. doesn't. There's going to be other teams that you're like, oh, I don't know if this team's going to still be it. They're going to get hot and they're going to, you know, could be the A's. Could win three more in a row, and maybe uh maybe uh someone throws over week and we're not expecting. Maybe get some guy throwing some relief innings. So it's uh it's tough, you know. You got and you got to look at which teams are lining guys up. You look at like the White Sox. Gialito pitched today. They're in the playoffs. Their ALDS game one will be Thursday. So again, I think you know he's going to pitch Saturday because they're going to line him up for game one. I'm right? It's going to be. It's going to probably pitch in.
2: like four innings. That's the know? thing,
1: right? You so you assume like I'm going to get four to five innings of Gilito on Saturday. You hope he's super efficient. Maybe gets to five, but at least you know what day it's going to be. You got to kind of. Track that out, but all those teams are going to have guys. Nobody's going to throw 110 pitches in those games for sure.
2: Right. That's right. um Yeah. My cat really doesn't want, you know, want want the Tyler Malley to get benched. Uh, as <laughs> our good friend, Less Than Dave, uh, you know, was uh, asking me about, um asking me about Malley. Is he going to make that start? It's like, yeah. I mean, they could send him. He's got a lot of innings already accumulated this yeah. year. But Miley's already done. Gutierrez is running on fumes. Are they going to have people or throw innings? I mean,
1: I mean, if they're out of it, do you? Do you I mean, do you send him out? I just I can't imagine. Someone asked me this the question about Darvish. You Darvish today? Um, he's scheduled to pitch Tuesday, and like, are, he's going to make the second start of the weekend. I just I can't fathom the Padres send him out there for two starts this week, right? Like maybe a couple innings on Sunday, but like why? I don't know why they'd bother with that. Yeah, I unless he unless he like really wants the ball and he wants to go do it and wants to go throw six seven innings. You get that. We get this someone once too. You look at a guy instead last Sunday you're like, oh my god, I can't be this guy throw six shot innings, but I don't know. the guy like Darvish, I just I can't fathom they risk it. Yeah, all right.
2: And you know, Chris Bassett might get two starts, but A probably won't. B probably won't go five innings. You know, he's yeah. working his way back. C, it might be worth it anyhow, because he's giving you good ratios and maybe some K's and <laughs> right. That's better than anything else that you're going to get out there. I mean, let's face it. Are you really going to go out and get, uh, are you going to, are you really going to roster, uh, San Martin on the reds? Cause he's tentatively scheduled for two starts to finish the season. Um, uh, no,
1: this is, this is the week in baseball where I play less attention to two starts than I do any other week the rest of the season. Cause I just know those second ones are very unlikely to happen and very likely to be short innings. I say that there was a year, a few years ago where I actually won a league. I had Homer Bailey and Nelson Figueroa go on that final Sunday for 14 shutout innings. It was one of those days where I'm like, I'm not oh going to look at the standings. I'm not even going to look at the scores until after football's over. I don't even want to know. I looked in the Mets the Mets had held their opponents to zero runs and the Reds had also. So I was like, oh my God, it was just, it was crazy. But so you do get guys that just go out there and they kind of roll and they're facing a weak lineup and they, they do pitch well. But I just, I think you can't, you can't count on two starts going in. You just kind of have to take that as uh you know, icing on the cake if you get that second start.
2: Right. And we only have four teams with seven games this week. Yep. So it's really hard to get two starts uh, when you, when you have, especially teams going with six man rotations. Yeah. Um, and then of course, young players. Yeah. We'll see. I think there'll
1: be a lot of operation shutdowns here. I I do too. And Miami, Miami and the Mets play seven, but they have the doubleheader in there. So they don't really, so you're, you're right. There's only four teams because they play a doubleheader Tuesday. So there's no off days in there. So they can't throw both those guys twice. So there's only, it's not going to really help us with, with starters, but uh, let's look ahead at the last week. Uh, The four teams with seven games, we have the pirates, the Royals, the tigers and the Cleveland, I guess they're still the Indians baseball team um, for one more week. Uh, not uh, exactly a murderer's row there of teams that are playing seven. The Marlins and the Mets have the seven games with the DH. Um, were you like really attacking any of those teams? Were they, were they hitting schedules you really liked? I liked uh, I like Cleveland's schedule. They have four against Kansas City and three at Texas. I thought that was a really good setup for some offense this week. The Rockies have three at home and then three at Arizona, a pretty good spot for them to get some runs. Um, you know, although I'm sure Trevor's story won't do any of the damage, but uh, were there any other hitting schedules you really uh, were attacking or looked at?
2: You know, it's funny, Um, you know, you you got Washington, uh, three at Colorado, maybe you could go after uh, Escobar a little, you know, I see these Escobar. I did in one league uh, go after him. I don't know if I got him yet. It hasn't run. Uh, But we'll see about that. Uh, You know, honestly, for the most part, I'm just filling holes. Um, yeah. and I'm trying to and I'm focusing more on the pitching, which is kind of a fool's errand in and of itself, too. Just I,
1: I was too. I was I looked at him like I wish I could focus on hitting because if I could I could probably fill some holes with hitters, but like man, I needed like two or three pitches on every team, and they were they were really hard to come by. Yeah, they were. Uh AL team in NL Parks. I actually messed up last week. I had Boston playing Washington last week. It's actually this week. Um, Boston is now a game behind New York for the first wild card, and they're in the second wild card. So there's a very good chance those games matter. I assume if they matter, JD Martinez will go, you know, play the outfield on the, on those days, but yeah. if for some reason they clinch early or they fall out of it, you know, he probably sits uh he sits at least one of those games rather than playing the outfield, but you know, I think you got to bank that with the way it's set up with everybody so close, they're going to those at least the Friday-Saturday game is going to have light very likely to matter.
2: Yeah, it is. Um it, it's going to be uh you know, it, I think it, it you know you got to think that they're going to try to really feast on the, these pitching steps. And the thing is, you know, Washington is going to go to Colorado and then they host Boston. I mean, talk <laughs> about a bad, bad setup for them. Um, yeah. Jo-
1: Josiah Gray might pitch twice a week and I had no interest in that one. Nope. He's been struggling anyway, throwing shortings at Colorado and maybe a start against Boston where they may have to win that game. Like I wanted no part of that. too. I supporters. saw
2: him hovering at the top of like the yeah. m- most rostered among pitchers. And one of my mains, I'm like, Nope. Nope, moving on, move along here. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, same thing with Espino, you know, there's another one, he's just getting one start. I was still like, nah,
1: nah. Yeah, and Corbin going into Colorado was nothing I'd really want a part of. Fetty against Boston, like, that. It, you got to figure Washington gives up a lot of runs this week. Mm-hmm. Um, So let's jump into Fab. You know, it's one of those times where everybody's spending a little bit of their money. Can I, I ask you a strategy question first, though? this came up on Twitter. I'm not going to use any names or anything. Um there's a little back and forth. Do you have any issue with any uh, with people who are out of contention using their fab money at the end of the season?
2: No, I don't. Um I'm an, I might get annoyed by that a little bit just because if it prevents me, but you paid your money, you yeah. finished the season strong. I think in a way I think you owe it to the league to try hard the whole way th- whole season through.
1: Do you have an I, issue I, if someone hasn't made moves in like 6 weeks and then comes out of nowhere last week and outbids everybody for everybody.
2: That's a grayer area yeah, for sure. That's, that's um, what I thought
1: too. And it came up and I'm not gonna use your names, but I was, I actually think that I, I think it's better for the league too. I agree with you that, you know, and you gave your thousand dollars a fab. Um, there's very rarely a league where I'm not making bids last week. I'm, I'm in ninth place. In one of my names. And I still, I mean, I'm not, I think the key is that I just make moves like I normally would try and make my team better. The only time I'd have a problem with it is you were like intentionally blocking one team to try and help another team. If you're like, this team needs saves, I'm going to block all the closers and do it that way. Not, not run your team, then I'd have a problem with it. But if you're running your team, trying to finish as high as you can, making your team best for that week, I have zero issue with anybody not in contention making moves.
2: Yeah, the latter scenario, though, it does kind of stink a little bit when someone's kind of just been autopiloting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like some of them gave him a nudge like, hey, don't forget to bid this week. You right. Know, that's why I always
1: wonder that, too, because I know, you know, people are like, I'm sure send emails like, hey, you know, you're one win behind the guy. I need to move. Maybe you should make some moves this week. So as long as there's nothing like that going on, I have no issue right. with it. I And I I usually make bids till the end, too. And I, you know, I'm trying to finish as high as I can. I know. I, I mean, granted, I don't spend as much time as a team with a team that's in ninth place. But. Um, I spent my last eight bucks in my main event where I have no chance to to cash or win, and I don't. I, I hope nobody has a problem with it because I'm just trying to make. I'd rather finish
2: back. seventh and ninth, you know. Yeah,
1: and I didn't I look at other teams. I don't know who's leading. I don't know what people in the team, the lead teams leading need. I have never looked at it that de- that deep because I'm not involved in the in the competition. But um, I certainly was trying to to find the best players I could. Right. I just wonder what you thought about that. So starting about starters, uh, the top guy this week, I think in every league was was Shane Baz. We talked him about a little bit last week, um, but he was called up and started uh, on Monday. So we were not eligible to bid on him at least in the NFBC. There are a lot of leagues where you could uh, you could put waiver claims in or or, or fab bidding on him, but uh, pitched really well this week. Uh, he pitched three uh, sixty ra in his uh, in his starts. I get there's no it's a. Uh, one six nine era. I forgot about. He has ten point two innings, fourteen strikeouts, give up two earned runs. Pitched really well today. Uh, nine strikeouts and five and two thirds. Um, I the promise he's that he's at the Yankees for his first outing. But I still think of the names involved, especially in a fifteen teamer. He was definitely the top of my list.
2: Oh, absolutely. I got him actually. Uh, nice. in my more important main event league, three Green. to two.
1: Yeah. Oh, there you go. Hey, that there you go. Um, I mean, it's just where are you gonna find someone that might throw up eight or nine strikeouts? It's just it's just right. not gonna happen anywhere else.
2: I mean, they could go full raise on us and have them pitch two innings, three yep. innings,
1: or change it, but is take he, your chances. Is he like their number two starter in the playoffs? Like, where are we at with the rays in terms of that situation? I assume it's McClanahan one and
2: Rasmussen. I would say Rasmussen two and okay. Baz three. I think they'll probably use an opener uh, or, or follower. I think Colin McHugh right. is going to figure in prominently here. I would imagine, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for a
1: team that's that good, it's just weird to like look up and not know who their who their starter is for game two.
2: Yeah, yeah. We talk about Cardinals Devil Magic, but what about Rays Devil Magic? They dropped yeah. the Devil from Devil Rays, and now they they have Devil Magic.
1: They, uh, they just do everything well. It's wild. And they, they had a lot of injuries in their bullpen during the year, too. I mean, and then they traded right. Dave D- Castillo away, and they just they just keep winning games. So it'll be – I imagine there's going to be a lot of mixing and matching, and they know exactly what they're planning and set to do. But uh, Bass was definitely the top bid. But behind him, um, you know, in, in a 12-teamer, uh, Joe Ryan was was the clear next uh, next guy for me. Uh, has pitched really well. He went on the bereavement list over the weekend, but it sounds like he's coming back to pitch on Tuesday. A chance he pitches twice. I don't know if they even want to use the innings on him. He's going to face Detroit on Tuesday and then maybe Kansas City on Sunday. So that second start, kind of the strategy stuff we were talking about earlier, who knows if he's actually going to pitch. But um, he's been really good when he's pitched.
2: Oh, he's been awesome. Um, Building off great minor league season, Olympic season, now major league debut, good month of September. Where do you have him for next year? That's the question.
1: I'm intrigued. I remember when we, th- we talked about it in the first time when you first got called up. You know, usually you like you see these names that call up, you're like, all right, this game is worth anything, and you know, you get that one out of twenty that you look at their, their fangraphs page, You're like, oh my gosh, this guy actually might be really good. Strikes out a bunch of people, walks nobody, and you're like, Oh, that's that's a good start. And you kind of look deeper where so many guys get called up, you're like, Oh, man, don't want this. You know, you see you see a right. 14% rock weight and you're like, oh, I'm moving on uh i'm pretty i'm pretty intrigued i mean uh i don't uh i assume he's in their rotation to start the year he's obviously got to be in their plans um he threw uh, enough innings this year we're not gonna you know worry about starting clocks or anything like that right um yeah i think as we get into uh kind of the mid-range rounds he's one of those guys that i'm gonna look at a little deeper and maybe try and focus on and, and get in there i don't know how hyped he will be probably a little bit since he pitched so well um in his, in his four starts soon to be five this year but uh, i don't know like a Probably talking like a 13th, 14th round or something like that in there. Am I, is that about right? You think? I think so. Um,
2: I think one of the things that might have helped with him too is that he had almost a full minor league season before he got the, the call. Compare him versus, say, Daniel Lynch, a guy that w- I was in on the bidding on in some places, or Jackson Kowar, or, you know, even Logan Gilbert, uh, who, yeah. who stabilized after a bumpy debut. I, I think Ryan, you know, by spending a full amount of time in the minor leagues and doing his Olympic, tri- you know, Olympics work where he's facing good batters there, uh, I, I think that he benefited from that a little bit more as opposed to just feasting on hitters that hadn't been facing good pitching anytime recently.
1: Right. Yeah. You talk about those other guys, and all those other guys have some upside, but you like Ryan actually got to the majors and pitched well, whereas those guys you know got to the majors and struggled. I mean, you can see where it could work out, but I think I, I definitely throw Ryan ahead of the first two. Um, the Gilbert one's probably pretty close. I think I, I think I kind of like Ryan a little bit more right now.
2: though. I can see it. I yeah. can see it. Um, we'll see what happens with the twins next year in the off season too. After the off season they're they're kind of in this weird spot where they could continue to tear down or they could just ramp back up pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. In the, in the chat here, uh, Brad Johnson mentioned uh Cal Quantrill. If he's available for two starts, that would, that would definitely be one I'd pick up. He was not available oh, to yeah. me in my leagues, but, uh, I mean, he's been, he's been really good too. And he, uh, you know, but he's again lined up for two starts. Who knows what the what Cleveland does over the weekend? But uh, facing Kansas City and at Texas, that's a pretty juicy one. If you if you happen to have him available, he would definitely be a, a top grab for me too.
2: Most often unavailable because in many leagues I actually already have him, um, and that does I, happen. Well, you let's you and I were big on him, a, you know, before, and we were too soon on him back when he was with the Padres, and even last year a little bit because he didn't quite have the role. Uh, but yeah he he's looked fantastic uh Quantrill is a, a guy that i'm looking forward to uh having rostered in many places next year
1: yeah i know we when he first got called up we had talked about him cuz he went to stanford so we just we we talked about him in the, in that vein also but yeah you, we were uh we were definitely uh, liking him in in 2019 and, and kind of moving forward he's definitely someone that i will uh i would definitely look to uh, to try and grab coming into next year uh, the other guy that I was looking at, it's probably uh, more a twelve but Also, Brady Singer has been pretty good lately. Kind of one of those guys that was a, a big prospect, uh, got called up, struggled, and has been has stabilized pretty well. Um, I actually picked him up a couple weeks ago and pitched him. He pitched really well this week, uh, seven innings, two earned runs, and a strikeout against Cleveland. He is lined up to face, I think, it's Detroit.
2: Cleveland and Minnesota. Oh,
1: Cleveland, Minnesota. That was joint Minnesota. Cleveland, Minnesota. I, Another guy that two starts. Who knows what happened over the weekend? But you know that first one's on Monday. We know that's happening. Um, I think he probably gets a few innings on Sunday. Who knows how many? But he's a guy that uh, has uh, has stabilized and has been pretty good here over the last uh, like five of his last six starts have been really good.
2: Only problem is he's facing the two guys we were talking about, Quantrill yeah. and Ryan.
1: Yeah, so I don't know, wins. Wins might be tough, especially when you're talking about someone who pitches for the Royals. But I think uh, you get some strikeouts and a guy that maybe won't blow up your ratios as much as some of these other guys that uh, that we're talking about. Uh, in terms of trying to find nine pitchers this week, is, is not easy. Right. It's not. It's not a week. Uh, not a week to need strikeouts or wins. I've learned that uh, in over the years. Um, Needing ratios, you can kind of work it out. Maybe you get lucky in saves, but wins and Ks last week are really difficult.
2: Yeah, it's too bad I need wins in the leagues that I'm trying to make comebacks in. But uh,
1: you gotta, you just gotta hope that your guys make starts and the other ones, uh, the teams clinch on Friday and they they sit.
2: Right. That I have the right guys for sure. It's the,
1: it's the Lindy Hinkleman. He always gets. Uh, he always gets the uh, the team that needs to clinch on Friday. It always works out well for him over the weekend. I've learned that over the years to not battle with him in the last week because he uh, he always gets the fortune there.
2: I, I like that whole idea of not battling with Lindy. You
1: know, honestly, <laughs> it's I, a good idea. I
2: I don't know if I've ever played in a league with Lindy. Uh, maybe an online league. I know I definitely haven't done a main uh, with them because I'm—I've always been lucky to miss them and being in a different league. My crazy, my
1: probably craziest league was with Lindy, and I was up all year long. And then like maybe middle August, I keep a little spreadsheet of where I am at the kind of end of every week. I was probably up thirty points on him on August first, and he was up twenty points on me middle of September. Like a oh 50, my gosh, a fifty point full fifty point swing. And then the second to last week, he went from up twenty, and I was up ten. It was unbelievable. In like in like, who said you days,
2: can't move in September? In huh? like
1: twelve days, and it, people don't believe me. I had the spreadsheet. It's crazy. And but that that the last weekend of Fab, I was literally could not gain a point, but could fall in every single category. Like I was like, he actually, I was at the utter peak of where I could. Have. So the season ended right there, great. But I fell. But there were like three starters where he needed, and they all of them, all of them ended up making their starts on Saturday because their teams like lost or won on Friday. So they had to start. It was, it was gross how much he gained on me last week. But it's one of those things that I was so teetering on the brink of like losing 15 points at any point that it was, uh, I knew it was going to happen, but it was still, it was still a a wild and fun league, but a a tough one to not win for sure. Yeah, for sure. It was, yeah, it was like we had 50 point swing, the 30 point swing all in the last two months. It was, it was pretty wild. So that is amazing. Uh, some other pitchers uh, we're looking at uh, Alex Cobb for the uh, Angels pitched pretty well this week. Um, set up for uh, one start, he made uh, five and two thirds, one earned run, four strikeouts against Houston this week. So a pretty good start there. Um, more of a, he was available in some fifteen, some twelves, but at Texas, kind of jumped out to me as something that maybe that, that would work out.
2: You know, I'll say you know Cobb's really done well for himself this season.
1: I know he's missed yeah. a lot of time. You know, he's only made seventeen starts. But I would I would lose the bet on what if he gave me an over under in his ERA. I don't know what it is now because I looked up for the show, but uh, I didn't right. I did not know it was three four six.
2: Right, and yeah, you know, I think he's a free agent this year. I think he's going to do well for himself.
1: I don't know how any free agent is going to do, but I think he might have a chance to do pretty Good well point. for himself too. Yeah, I just I'm a little I'm a little scared. Everybody's like, oh, Marcus Semyon's about to sign the huge deal. I'm like, oh, let's see how baseball looks before we decide that.
2: Just. Anyway, this- I don't even want to think about how baseball looks you know, in know, terms just, of labor agreements and things like I'm that. I'm going to
1: fully enjoy the end of the season and the playoffs and then worry, stress about it after that.
2: Yeah. Stress about your warriors instead. You know, that, that's what you'll do.
1: Uh, do you have a small four we can borrow for home games? Um, uh, <laughs> Does Ben Simmons count? Yeah, he might have to. At least he's eligible to play in San Francisco on, uh, on, on home games. Um, Let's not go down. Great. Let's not go down that path, but yeah. It's uh, there's a lot going on these days. Um, Last guy that I was looking at a little bit, someone that I picked up. Uh, we talked about earlier in the year. Eli Morgan pitched well this week. Uh, he threw uh six shutout innings against the uh, White Sox. Yeah, you know, one hit given up, uh, one walk, six strikeouts. Feels like a guy to me that like when he's on, you can get by with him. But when he's a little bit off, he just gets smoked. And I always get scared of guys like that. But you know, someone off a couple of good starts. Uh, he had a, he had one bad blow up in there too. And he faces. um he faces at Texas with another. I don't know why I keep picking on at Texas, but uh, he faces at Texas. Um, someone that jumped out to me that I think you can use and 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 not worry about hurting you too much, but he 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 has that blow up gene in there somewhere.
2: He does. He has a lot a home run allowed gene. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and that's always troublesome. Uh I did find myself putting a bid on him in I think Ale Town Wars, where I'm just yeah. I don't care about the ratios. I'm just trying to get some wins and K's. Uh, that's all I'm trying to do. So you're, uh, but,
1: you're looking for wins and K's in NFBC. Was there anybody else starting pitcher wise? Uh, I, I really struggled to find more names, but there's anybody that you really, uh, you really attacked that you thought maybe could help you in those two categories.
2: Well, it was gross. Shoe and I were looking like, Oh, that's it. That's the list. So our, yeah, our here's gross. our, here's our list. Shane Baz, which we got nice. Tanner Houck, Daniel Lynch. And then it gets uglier after that. Well, uh, as if it needs to get uglier, but Adonis Medina, J- Jansen junk. Um,
1: great, just, great. I mean, they're, they're throwing Packy Houghton and then Jansen junk back to back gaze. Like that's Packy Mountain. It's like, and these
2: just, are, these aren't even playable. like, they like, if you were writing like a script, they're like, Oh, that's just, that's just this right. Dumb. Exactly. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, you can't do that.
1: And they're uh, going, they're but, going back to back. But I mean, I usually write down, you know, 10, 12, 15 pictures to take a look at or who they're facing. But I, I, in my main event, I wrote like five names down. That was it.
2: Yeah. Um, the, uh, you know, I, I'm, you know, in, in one of my mains, uh, the the Tanner Bell uh, Jeff Zimmerman team picked up Luis Severino.
1: I he he look, he's looked really good in relief, and maybe he throws some some multi inning outings. I I did have him as a, a conditional in my league. I think that's a pretty good pickup.
2: Yeah, they picked up Tyler Alexander. He's got two
1: starts for the Tigers this week. He uh, he feels like a blow up gene kind of got to me too. But yeah, he pitched. I think he pitched well in his last outing, if I remember right.
2: No offense to Tanner and Jeff, but your lips to God's ears on that. That would be fine. Uh. Dane Dunning and uh, was also available. There's a lot of pitcher like relievers picked up, uh, like, and, and I could see that actually. That, that's one thing. Like, I've got Kenley Jansen, um, he got the save today, he's looked good. The the thing that's my my salvation there is that the Dodgers are still trying to grind for first place in the yep. West. Uh, oh, the Giants never lose, so it's never it's like the Cardinals never but.
1: freaking lose. It's crazy. I mean, but you the never. Dodgers, like. Worst case, they would shut it down by like Friday, but at least the, at least know the first series, are going to be playing hard.
2: Right. So Kim, like Blake Trinan was available. So they, Like uh, Guild, this is also the Guilds League, and Guilds picked up Trinan, Kimbrell, and Chad Green. Obviously, going for a strategy in the overall at this point. I, right. I think he's got first pretty well locked up. Maybe Jeff and Tanner have a chance to catch. Him, I but assume.
1: I assume that that feels like good in wins and K's, but wants to protect or gain in ratios is how that feels to me. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about a few relievers, but first a note from our exclusive sponsor, WinBet. If there's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire, it's making good decisions, and even more so making the right decision. Listen up, I have an incredible offer for you with Rotowire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, moneyline bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more all at your fingertips. Do you want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down and blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, exclusive partner for roto Fantasy Podcast.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: Uh, you know, if you need saves coming down the stretch here, it's always difficult, but uh, Paul Seawald in Seattle, it was like 50% owned in 12 teamers. felt like probably the best guy to me. Seattle's playing well and they seem to be moving uh, towards him. Kind of secondary juice, second rider and third Diego Castillo, who hasn't really been in the ninth inning at all. Um, Seawald felt like a guy to me that uh, is pitching. Well, they're using him in the ninth. Probably the best pickup uh, kind of for late relief stuff right now.
2: Oh, easily. Yeah. Um, without a doubt. Uh, if he, he's available, jump on him. I, I, I also found a league where Michael Fulmer was available and he's picked up some saves to the Tigers lately. Pitched, uh, pitched
1: well the last month too.
2: Yep. Uh, 12 teamers. I'm finding Joe Barlow still out there. Yep, Joe Barlow has been amazing this month. Yep.
1: And he got he, the job Then uh, went on the aisle and now he's been back and he's, he he clearly is the guy there.
2: Yeah. Andrew Chafin still out there in some places. I picked him up in one pla and one 12 or
1: A's bullpen. Good times.
2: Yeah, good times. He's but he's been,
1: the he's the he's the best of a bad lot for sure.
2: He's the least bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Crazy yeah, yeah, we, um, we
1: have two guys named Barlow closing right now.
2: Yeah, deep that, stuff, man.
1: That, that it really is. I you, you get Joe Barlow and Scott Barlow. I don't think we thought that'd be happening at the start of the year.
2: No, no. Yeah, but it's September baseball. Uh, it but you now Joe Barlow is keying a run I'm making in mixed labor. I don't know if I'm going to get there, but. I've gotten like all these saves from he he from him. I still have Kenley and I, I have Class A. and you know the three of the Class a lost it for a while and then got it back. Now Crenchak can't even like pitch, can't even throw strikes anymore. No, yeah. so you know I you know the, the, those three have been pretty darn solid. So it, it's been fun to
1: make that watch this run. I think Barlow's got like nine saves for the Rangers. Yeah, no, he's been he's been really good. You, I was that was just counting something here. You know who the the craziest run right now is the Giovanni Gallegos save run. It's just it's un- oh. if you had Giovanni Gallegos and you needed saves in your league, he has he has eleven since August thirtieth.
2: Oh, that's insane. Well, that, that's it like kind of helps like when you win sixteen in a guys. row. Yeah,
1: right? he's out there, and it seems like most of them are close. So he actually like missed a save op because he pitched too often, but he's out there. He had five. I think he had five saves the last eight days. He had five, no, it's September. Uh, 18th, 19th, 21st, 23rd, 24th. Did he get one today too? He did. Right? I don't know because I have him in not a leagues. Uh, he had one. Uh, he had one today. All no. He pitched, but I don't think he got a save. I think it was not a save up. But um, it's just been a un- un- when you win 16 in a row, it's amazing how many save ups you get. Um, Surprisingly enough, for sure. Last guy I wanted to mention here, um, Dominic Leone for the Giants uh, seems to kind of have fallen into that Jake McGee role more than Tyler Rogers had. Kind of leaving Tyler Rogers in the eighth inning. Um, he has a 160 area over 50 innings this year. Uh, strikeout, not a huge strikeout guy, but just someone that like high leverage spots. The Giants who are in, in every game and always playing close games um, seems to right. use him late. So kind of fall in maybe a win or a save this week. And I think that he's in a 15 team or I think he's pretty rosterable this week.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I, it's crazy that like some of the guys that they've pulled out that are doing good, good stuff. Uh Camilo uh Doval is another guy who's getting better and better. You know, it's 368 ERA going into today, but mowed down the eighth today. Uh, you know, you know, got the win out of it there. He's snuck in five wins. He's he's got like 30 K's in 23 innings. You know, they they they're just finding guys. They're developing. And we've talked about this before. Development yeah. matters, and they seem to be really good at it. His minor league numbers, you're like, oh, 499, 172 whip. Gets to the majors and he's, th- he's just firing bullets. Andrew Bailey, pitching coach, right? Could be. Uh, that makes me feel really old, by the way. It that makes you feel old too. Coach.
1: I remember when he won Rookie of the Year. I actually met him at a Dave and Buster's once, and he was a super super nice guy.
2: No, that's cool.
1: It was I him and his that. wife, and I had my. We just got to the Angels game, so I had my A's hat or whatever on, and he was super friendly and super nice. Like usually, nobody wants to talk to someone they don't know, and he was just he was super nice about everything. So I'm. Uh, that's cool. I've always played blackjack the-
2: once with Kerry Leitenberg. He was nice.
1: That is not a name I thought we'd mention tonight. No, no, it's pretty good. Uh, what about, uh, what about offense? Uh, I was looking at, uh, first guy I was looking at was, uh, was Nick Gordon in Minnesota who is playing a good amount and has some speed. He's a guy that, uh, if you need some stolen bases, he kind of is the one person that maybe you get two or three stolen bases this week as a, as a possibility.
2: Yeah. They, they kind of just canned Andrelton Simmons. They kind of just pushed him to the side, let Nick Gordon play a little bit more. Uh, as well as should,
1: yeah. You I was know, gonna say that it, seems like a smart, good decision to me.
2: Yeah, I don't know how well he can hit. Yeah, but those the, those bags are sure are nice. Uh, 383 slug going into today. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you look not, at them.
1: You're not picking up for pop for sure.
2: No, and I think I. And it's not necessarily that you need to get pop, but you want someone that pitchers can't knock the bat out of their hands. Yeah. and because you know, I always find like. I always find myself fading like Nick Madrigal types, the guys that have zero power, but great back control. Well, great, but major league pitchers throw so hard and throw so precisely that th- that, th- that you're not guaranteed the average and you're not getting anything else to go with it either there. But he's a, he's a half step above that, but I, I just don't expect a whole lot in the way of power from him.
1: Yeah, I agree there. I think he's pretty much a speed play. If two or three stolen bases make a big difference in your lineup, I think he's a guy that you could pick up and he's probably going to play every day the rest of the way.
2: Yeah, I'll tell you, I found a 15, my main event league, the Guilds League, Austin Meadows was available. Someone had cut Dang. Austin Meadows. Why?
1: I don't know. Um, I, I did guess pick you're him up maxed out in something, maybe need batting average. But would you be surprised that Austin Meadows has 103 RBIs this year? I would not be surprised. I have him in a couple of places. The Rays I offense
2: would, is legit. I,
1: mean, I was a little surprised it. by that because I felt like, a, he's been someone we talked that been talked about struggling a lot because he hit two thirty three, and he seems like he sits versus lefties now and then. I was a little surprised he compiled that many uh, quite them. I mean, I knew that a bunch were there, and he had the you know, mid twenties home runs, but I was a little surprised when it was announced that he had his hundredth RBI. I admit that I probably thought it was more in the eighties. Yeah, I, I'm trying to figure
2: out. Yeah, you know, so the team that cut him is second in RBI, second in homers, probably can't catch in either. So maybe he's just thinking okay well I need a, I need I don't need the power right I I'm I, I might and I might be uh trying to give someone else a trojan horse in terms of batting average yeah that that's a, that's the only way I'm thinking about it there but it's an interesting thought that that actually and he's actually one spot ahead of me in batting average so we'll see maybe he he maybe he did uh it's a how try.
1: how was he the top bid in your league I assume I won him 8 to 6 oh all right
2: and yes, was that, that was the top bid. I would say, did
1: anybody go for more than eight? Was my next question. Not in this league, no. We had a we had a Shane Baz for twenty six, and a Shane Baz for thirty three in my two leagues. So
2: seven. Yeah, I won Baz three to two. I mean, he might throw a three innings, so it might he not might, be that great.
1: That's still a pretty good, pretty good shot in the dark for three bucks. And uh, yeah. we had Nick Fortes get picked up for fifteen bucks, also a catcher for the Marlins. Okay. Yeah, that's a, I have the money to spend. I might as well spend it. Yeah, yeah. And he uh, he's played the last three days. So maybe you got something there. Although they were at the AL Park. So they had a DH. But um, yeah. what about any other offense? I was looking at uh, I looked at Gavin Sheets a little bit with Chicago. He has a pretty good schedule this week. Uh, Dylan Moore is playing more for Seattle right now. He's been kind of a. You know, someone that uh, did not earn his uh, his draft price this year, but, you know, obviously it's the last week. You just need, uh, you need something to, uh, someone to play, someone to steal a couple bases. Those are some names that I was looking at. I like it was like uh, Andy Abanez in Texas is playing every day and has triple eligibility. So kind of can be useful down the stretch.
2: Yeah. You're not looking for Mr. Right. You're looking for Mr. Right now. For um, sure. That's all it is. Uh, in my main, in, in the Guilds League, I, not only was Meadows available, Carlos Santana was available.
1: He uh, think, coming off
2: an 0 for 18 week. Low key, terrible this year. Really, AJ Pollock really coming terrible. off of an, an injury was available. Right. Thought there was some thought that he'd be done for the season. Willie Calhoun was available.
1: Uh, so there were some interesting guys. Yeah, those are probably like over, definitely over ninety percent uh, rostered in main events. So those are those are some interesting names. I had uh, I had very few interesting names.
2: Yeah, uh, and, and the thing
1: is though, but they like Santana. There's a reason why he was cut. He's been <laughs> terrible. I, I cut him in my other main event uh, last week. I just, it, and it, he was 0 for 18 this week. So I do not regret the cut. It was, no, he's that's been, actually a very prescient cut. He's been terrible, yeah, terrible yeah. this year. And it's just, I didn't know, we talked about last week, I didn't notice it quick enough, quickly enough. Um, but he's been really bad and someone that uh, has not helped you in your lineup for a long time. No,
2: I had him, I have him in friends and family, or at least I, I think I haven't cut him there. But yeah, like he and Hosmer, great. Oh, yeah. good bargains, Jeff. You can wait on first baseman.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny whenever everybody says a good bargain, you know you're in trouble right there. Yeah. Uh, any uh, any of the Houston outfielders, uh, Chaz McCormick or Jose Siri that uh, you were looking at? Uh, you know Siri led off a couple times this week and and homered once. I uh, got got people a little bit excited.
2: I think I picked up Myers a week ago or two. Um, he, you know, he's got some power speed combo, and yeah, then sits and yeah.
1: Yeah, the problem with all those guys, I think that they all all get to sit at least a couple times a week. The Astros are going to clinch earlier in the week, and you know maybe those guys play as the other guys sit was kind of my thought that uh, maybe you get right. a, an extra game out of those guys than more than you would. But I think they have so many players they're going they're going to be mixing and matching a bunch of guys this week. Yeah, they are. Uh, Tommy La Stella in San Francisco is available in some leagues. He uh, he came off the IL, has been hitting pretty well, and it seems like everything the Giants do uh, turns out uh, turns out well. So he's uh, he's an interesting guy at least when they're facing righties.
2: Yeah. That's true. Um, he's an on-base wizard, and he actually. But you missed out on his course fields, his course field series. So you did, yeah.
1: All right, I think that was all I had for Fab. Um, I want to talk about some news and notes. I want to talk about a few players who. Um, last week we talked about guys who broke out and where their draft has nice me. I want to talk about some guys who struggled this year. But first, a note from our sponsors at Vivid Seats. The summer is coming to an end, which means only one month until postseason baseball. Actually, one week until postseason baseball now. There's no better place to be than Vivid Seats to watch a team race towards the postseason. So grab your MLB tickets, maybe a stadium hot dog or two, and cheer on your favorite team from the stands. Even better, they have a rewards program designed to provide real rewards for real fans. Earn rewards, ticket upgrades, and perks just for shopping. If you're looking for tickets to the game, see your favorite performer or that new show everyone's talking about. Vivid Seats has it all. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Uh, Jeff, a few quick news and notes. We now have a ton of injury notes. Um, Cedric Mullins, who has been a just a bonkers year, uh, had a sore hammy and sat on Sunday. So that's one that obviously you want to take a look at the lineup notes. I imagine he's a guy that wants to play this week. I imagine he wants to finish the year strong. They're against Boston and Toronto. Uh, what is Cedric Mullins ADP in the main event next year?
2: Uh good question. It's um,
1: exactly 3030 30 right now and hitting exactly 300. It's a very um a very round season for him at the moment.
2: That's just extraordinary. that had to hit 30 homers. Just had, uh, have a hard time
1: wrapping my brain around that because I didn't I uh no- you, and, you and me both. He had he had three career no, he had seven career in the majors before that, in like uh about 450 plate appearances.
2: I mean, he could actually be undervalued next year because of the team context. I mean when you hit when you hit 30 homers and still only have 59 RBI and you don't, you still you hit 300 get on base at 369 you're only getting yeah. 89 runs so far
1: and i know uh, he hits leadoff, so that it hurts the RBIs but it's the AL there's no pitcher hitting it's crazy as 30 and 59
2: yeah it, it is it really is um nonetheless i would expect the offense actually to be a little bit better next year it's the pitching that's still going to be tragic and uh,
1: a good park to hit in for sure yeah um
2: I mean, if 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 we thought he was going to go 30 30 again, I mean, he'd have to be like second round. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah, I, if you think he started 30, 30 again, he probably even higher than that. But I think there's probably a little first, bit of yeah,
2: first, yeah, not probably. Yeah. If you it had the gift of foresight and saw that, yeah, you would like take him to 20, first. 22
1: to 24, somewhere there, like mid second round kind of guy.
2: I think there's going to be some people that are skeptical. I think, the, I think there'll be some ra- variance in his range. Um, I do too.
1: I think we're going to see some people that like had him this year and love him and maybe take him early second. I think there's people that are really worried about him. Maybe he slips a late third and something. I get a big range. I think is a good way to put it. I think that's going to be true.
2: I think second round, big range. Like I, I can see anywhere from 15 or 30, you know, Yeah. I don't see it going past that. Will you be one that does it in the second round? Maybe, maybe. Um, I I'll be honest. I got to do a little bit more digging on like the stat cast number. You haven't, you like haven't that.
1: finished your draft sheet and projections yet. No,
2: have not. <laughs> have you?
1: Uh, I have not even thought about it. No, but uh, yeah, I don't think it'll be me in the second round. I just think there's going to be too many established names in there that I'm probably just going to take over them, I and maybe maybe even mistake. And um, but I tend to probably not draft that guy. But uh, I mean, he's certainly earned it this year. It's been it's been a massive year.
2: Yeah, it has.
1: Uh, Hinjin Ryu expected back Tuesday for the Jays obviously the Jays are still in the mix I think they're a game behind the Yankees for the second wild or behind the Red Sox now for the second wild card. would you throw Hinjin Ryu off the IL off a number of really bad starts he is um, at uh, versus New York and then versus Baltimore if they need him at the Sunday late start
2: I mean if you're protecting ratios no if you're going if you need wins and K's yes.
1: I, yeah, I mean I think the pitching's so tough this week that yeah, unless you're really protecting ratios, I think I start him too. But I, I haven't have been I am in a fifteen teamer I think I'm gonna throw him out there and kind of maybe maybe the maybe the injury, which I think was more like he needs a he needs a week and a half off was uh, was more more a thing than the actual injury. Uh, maybe the rest uh, was something he needed he really needed right now. Perhaps. Uh but, you know, that series against the Yankees is huge. I mean, they could vault themselves like they
2: they did great last time they faced them and they could vault themselves into one of the spots or sure. they could be eliminated by friday yeah i mean they, they get
1: swept they get swept they're done they lose two out of three they're really in trouble but they win two out of three they're tied and if they sweep they're in a great spot so and they get an baltimore
2: to finish the season too
1: yeah it's a good point and the yankees get the red Sox, i think too so that could be an interesting like see where that where those two teams are if someone's clinched or not um as an A's fan three games back do i root for anybody or do i just kind of figure that uh, we're done? Because mm-hmm. ideally, if I'm an, if I'm if I'm rooting for as a baseball fan, I want the Blue Jays to make because I really like that team. And I like watching them. But as an A's fan, if the Yankees sweep the Blue Jays, then that's the A's chance to get back into it. You just hope the Yankees just kind of take off by themselves, and you root against everybody else.
2: As an A's fan, you might want to wish to not to destroy anything beautiful and just back away from the Blue Jays there, so they can do their thing. I don't know. Um, it's fair, uh, yeah. As if we have any sort of power, but
1: right. Yeah. Yeah, And the Red Sox are playing Baltimore to start the week too. So they're probably going to win a lot of games this week, but you never know. Um, Brandon belt left early on Sunday. He got, he was like, he was bunting and he got hit. I don't know what he was doing bunting, but never bunt. Yeah. Never ever bunt. I assume he was trying to bust, bust the shift, but
2: um, in course field though, just never bunt.
1: Yeah. um, We have talked for about eight years about how Brandon belt, one of these years is going to hit 30 home runs. And we finally got the year. He's hit 29 home runs this year. Hitting 270, been on a tear lately. Um, talk about someone who's changed their posts. 45% hard rate, 16.8% bell rate. Um, it took a long, long time, but he, he it's funny, he did this one at home runs. He's played 96 games this year. So, like, I was
2: just gonna say yeah, that. That's the thing that's where where to me is, Yeah, he he is not, he's also had nine of those homers in the last 21 days. Been on is, fire, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, he has not been healthy this year, he he just. You know he he's had one healthy year in the last five. Yep. Uh, last year is kind of healthy. Fifty one out of sixty. I mean that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, that is pretty good. But I'll and agree. he was
2: really good last year. It's it, like the 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 changes he made last year took
1: hold. And yep. they, they the fact that he did it last year makes me think that this is kind of for real. Yeah, and you look at if you look at the Statcast stuff last year sticks out like totally different than the rest of his career, and then this year fully backs it up. It's ex- almost exactly the same. So he clearly right. made some sort of change, has changed approach, and it's certainly worked. I mean, that's what thirty-eight home runs in his last one hundred and uh, whatever that is, one hundred and forty-seven games, or whatever. It's been it's been really good. Yeah, it has. It's uh, it's just a, a dumb everything the Giants touch right now. I said earlier, but everything they do it just kind of works out. Uh, speaking of Hunjin Ryu, we have a similar situation for the Yankees. Jamison Tyon's coming off uh, the IL to start on Tuesday. He is at Toronto, home against Tampa Bay. That uh, that scares the crap out of me, especially considering coming off the IL. I imagine he'll be on short innings.
2: Yeah. Um, given how they've treated Nestor Cortez, again, I think they do the same with Tyon.
1: Yeah. And I think that uh, uh, I just, I, I don't think I could throw that one.
2: Yeah. I think may, I, I,
1: I'd go Ryu before I went tie on. Let's put it that way. I, I'd agree with that. Um, Patrick Wisdom, who has been a revelation for a really rough um, Cubs season, uh, left. Uh, he uh, was scratched today with wrist soreness. Um, Jeff, I didn't know. I think we, talked, we may have talked about it a few weeks ago, but Patrick wisdom has 28 home runs. I don't know when that happened, but I've had, I have my couple teams. It seems like he homers a lot, but 28 seemed like a lot for 106 games. That was, it's been a really, uh, a really fun breakout season for him.
2: Yeah, it has. It has. So the question is, are you investing in that next season? Cause I, I'm assuming the Cubs are going to let him and uh, Frank Schwindel just keep their jobs.
1: I mean, I know that they talked, they just, there were some quotes to speak about how active they're going to be in free agency, et cetera. But um, you got to think that the, they both have earned themselves the the, the chance to, to play pretty 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 regularly next year, right?
2: Yeah, I'll say this about Wisdom. I mean, he's he's gonna kill your batting average. Uh, well, then kind of it was bad this year, two thirty one, but one hundred and fifty three strikeouts and only three hundred and seventy four plate appearances. That is a prodigious strikeout rate, and that's yeah, it is. One of the things that worries me about him for next year.
1: Yeah, and he's hitting what in this breakout season? He's hitting two thirty. Um, OBP is only three hundred five. So it might be a um, better fantasy player than a real player. Um, so maybe that uh, maybe that full time job is not quite locked in. I don't think it has to be to start, but uh, maybe he probably needs to be pretty good the first six weeks to stick.
2: Yeah, forty one percent strikeout percentage. Uh, I'm probably
1: passing. Yeah, that's not uh, that's not great, right there. Um, Lordis Guriel with the uh, the Blue Jays uh, sat the weekend. He had a stitched up middle finger. I imagine that they're off tomorrow. Uh, they need uh, they need to go full out. I imagine he'll be back on Tuesday. We probably want to check that lineup first. Uh, note: There's only five games tomorrow. Uh, so only 10 teams play, but three of them are at 10 in the morning Pacific time. So make Ugh. sure that you get your lineups. It's, it's, it's terrible. Yeah. I Cause I think a couple
2: of those are makeups from last week's rainout. So yeah. And
1: I think there's like a wraparound series in there somewhere with someone too. And, but uh, just a note, three of those, those games do start at 10 in the morning. So if you have uh, teams and no players in those six teams, uh, make sure to get those guys in. Uh, Joey Votto, who's been a fantastic story for your Reds, had a sore knee sat the weekend. How do you feel about him for the final week?
2: They're going to be done, so I wouldn't be surprised they shut it down with him. Uh, uh, he he can DH on Tuesday, Wednesday. Maybe that helps him out a little bit. It could, yeah. it might. I do think though, it's you know, it, yeah, it, it, I maybe maybe, but uh it, it, you get a lot of torque on your knee when you swing too. So yeah. I it, I I could see a shutdown, operation shutdown here.
1: If anybody was uh, was rostering Jed Lowry or Elvis Andrus, they both went on the aisle today, so their seasons are over. Uh, Andrews was crazy; he was rounding third for the on the walk off hit by Starling Marte and uh, broke his fibula coming around third. It was it was a weird, uh, crazy injury. Like he he kind of planted on his right foot and landed where his left foot, and like the I don't know if he fractured. I think he fractured his left fibula and kind of limped home to score the winning run. But and then uh, Tony Kemp tried to pick him up to celebrate, and Elvis was like, "Yeah, don't do that right now."
2: Yeah. Uh... Yeah, the the Elvis Andrews experiment kind of went as about as expected. 294 yeah, but, OBP, you know. So pretty close to Marcus Semien?
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty close to Kyle Farmer, no, not even. Not even as good as <laughs> Kyle Farmer. Yeah, the Marcus Semien year has been, I mean, 43 home runs. I think he's like the, the tied for the most ever at uh, at second base. I mean, just a, an awesome year for a guy who I really like. Yeah you know motivated guy I, i'm curious to see if toronto
2: ponies up for him or if someone else is you know again we got a lot of offseason shenanigans
1: to yep. shenanigans to figure out still but um what a year and yeah, yeah 43 and 15 111 runs 99 uh 99 rbis let's say uh been a wild year he's in 268 which you know uh, in this era is, is totally fine and not going to hurt you so it's been it's been a fun year and a guy that uh has certainly deserves and has worked uh, one of those guys that has worked really hard he came when he came to the A's he was a terrible defensive player and yeah. just worked his butt off and became a pretty darn good one by the end
2: and as a 30 year old for 15 to 16 on the base pass yeah I mean that's what a massive win if you drafted him I I, I got a few I kind of tend to think just on gravity alone he's probably going to fade back a little bit in this next year, but yeah. still, Hey, for one thing, he probably won't stay healthy as healthy as he did this year. He's already played 155 games. So
1: four, four straight really healthy years in a row though.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. I get that. He probably takes good care of himself and all that, but it still seems a little, a little bit lucky.
1: And it's weird. You have the the two, the two of the three years are like M top five MVP level years. Then you have the, the, the middle year where he hit 223 and did nothing all year long. So it's yeah. uh but a few players I want to talk about here at the end. Uh, before I get there, a note from our sponsors at Yahoo DFS. The new NFL season is underway, and Yahoo's excited to kick off Daily Fantasy Football. There will be a ton of big prize contests throughout the season on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contest now being shark-free. To celebrate the beginning of football season, Yahoo Daily, Fa- Daily Fantasy Football becoming shark-free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim a free $10 in contest entry credit. Users can take advantage of the free $10 entry credit, entry credit in order to join one of Yahoo's biggest contests. In addition to the free credit, Yahoo has a $1 million DFS football contest live. The $1 million contest features $1 million total prize, including first place receiving $100,000 and an entry in the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championship live finals event, which will occur at MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. Play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. So Jeff, last week we talked about guys who kind of had broken out and how high their helium was going to be going the draft next year. I want to have, talk about a few guys and where you think they're going to go in 2022. And the first one, I, I tried to not to do guys that were really injury risks or injury, uh, the reason they had bad years. But I want to talk real quick about Mike Trout. Um, got <laughs> hurt in whatever that was, May 17th, like the longest calf injury in history. He said yesterday he's healthy and he's looking forward to next season and all that. But his ADP in the main event was seven point five this year. So kind of right middle of the first round. He was kind of at the end of that uh, like first top eight to ten guys. Kind of went anywhere in there. Um, did hit three thirty three this year. Eight home runs. Two stolen bases in only one hundred and forty six plate appearances. Strikeout rate went way up. He's twenty eight percent, the highest of his career. Um, where the heck does one draft Mike Trout? Assuming we're in spring training, he looks like uh, he looks healthy, running around, playing the outfield, etc.
2: I I mean, you have to put. A discount on him you That's have something. to
1: right like he, he'll be oh, yeah. so he'll be 30 he'll be next year he'll be his age 30 he'll be 31 in the middle of the season next year
2: he's not gonna run i think we know that
1: yeah i mean, if you got you know by like eight to ten steals is kind of what you probably have to pencil him in for
2: he could be otherworldly still hitting though is the, the tricky part yep
1: and we say 30 like he's been in the league for a long time but there's a lot of guys at 30 that that have really big seasons i have no idea right now where i'll put him in i imagine i was gonna say imagine he's a second rounder but one of those picks that like you take him the second round in september it might look like everybody else is an idiot for letting him fall that far or one of those picks that maybe he just can't stay healthy anymore.
2: right uh cedric mullins or mike trout
1: it's a really good question and what are the odds that we would be asking this question impossible right like if, if you rewind six months that seems like the most absurd question of all time but i'll take mike trout
2: yeah, I would too. But Justin Mason just entered the chat. I uh, in my <laughs> in my brain, at least he did. Uh, yeah, I, I I think it's it's challenging. I mean, is you really you're
1: spending that second round
2: pick on a player that's not going to steal bases? And, I was going to use
1: the comp. Do you? T- I assume you take Freddie Freeman over Trout. I do because kind of a similar like awesome hitter, no stolen bases. Um, right. I think I take Freeman also first base um, rather than Trout running around the outfield. I just it's weird that he had a calf injury in, in the middle of may and never came back
2: yeah i it, he, he just wanted to like make josh Donaldson feel better you know yeah, right that, hey, i don't feel so bad him. about
1: that injury anymore yeah uh what about aaron Nola? i think you and i spoke about a month ago about him um has not gotten any better he just you no. your five runs to the pirates this week and he'll have stretches with a strikeout eight of ten guys you're like oh he's back and then all of a sudden you get five runs in the fourth inning and Four six four ERA in one hundred seventy four and, and two thirds inning, uh, but if you look at the underlying stuff, I know a lot of people are going to talk about this. In the offseason He's going to be like a, he's going to be the guy that everybody's going to be doing their think pieces about and writing about in the offseason, just because his metrics are so far off his his fantasy numbers. But um, you know, he look at his FIP is three point three eight K rate still over thirty percent. Walk rate is actually down this year to five percent. The one thing you look at, though, his fly ball rate, he used to be a big ground ball guy. His fly ball rate is way up this year to 40%. His ground ball rate's down to 40%. Um, So those fly balls, you know, more of them obviously turn into home runs. Uh, Bell rate's up a little bit. Hard hits rate's up a little bit. Still pretty good at 37%. Um, A, what do you do with him next year? B, where do you think he goes? I think he probably is like a mid to late third kind of guy. Is kind of where I think he settles in. Yeah, I mean – he still struck out
2: 219 batters for sure, and he also gave up 26 homers and just more, yeah, you know, more hits. It's always and something I, with him. It it's is always something keeping him just slightly back from being a it. 2019. You know, he, he had the the Ks again, came on strong at the end of the year, but he still had a 3.87 ERA. Yeah. He was getting, you know, when you're drafting a pitcher in the second round, you need you need better ratios. Period. 127 whip's not helping anybody you know that year either he's whip has been better this year at least
1: yeah it's it's 1.12 this year so he really has hurt you in era a lot i mean you take him the second round he's got a 465 era like that really hurts 124 innings and nine wins has hurt a lot too just but that's a lot of that's him giving up runs but some of that's the phillies too but yeah he's been a two category guy in the second round that doesn't work but it just you look at all the underlying stuff, and that's the kind of stuff we look at and research and and trust and rely on when we're doing our draft prep. But it's going to be it's, it's going to be hard to figure out where to slot him in.
2: I agree. I agree. Uh he, I'm probably not in top two rounds for me.
1: Yeah, I, I think he's going to be want someone that like in these early drafts is going to fall, and then as we get into February, March, and kind of everybody digs into the research and writes articles and stuff, I think he's going to be someone that's going to sneak up. Uh, I think he'll probably move up a round in, in February, March kind of guy.
2: Well, especially as we lose some inventory among starting pitchers, among aces, and especially as you know, ace inflation happens in the NFBC, I could see it.
1: So another guy I want to ask you about and as someone that hasn't really struggled, but I, I feel like in our in my mind he struggled, but he's been so he's been so good in September. These moved up his numbers. Javier Baez. Um, he's at two sixty five. And I, you know, I, I think we kind of thought it was lower. I thought I, I don't I don't have him anywhere, so I haven't really thought about him that much, but 31 home runs, 18 stolen bases, 85 RBIs, 77 runs. Obviously, we don't know where he's going to sign. But that 265, you know, the the home or the K rate's always high, but it's 33%, 34%. Um, hard hit rate's really good. His barrel rate's really good. You know, when he does make contact, it's pretty solid contact. But swinging strike rate's 21.5%. Those strikeouts are, if anything, are going to go, going to go up a little bit more. Um, what does one do with Javier Baez? His main event ADP this year was 67. Do you think it's higher or lower next year? I think it's probably a lower number. So I think he's drafted, drafted higher than he was this year.
2: I think he'll be drafted around earlier than he was last year. Uh, you know, it's hard to ignore the strikeouts. They're still there. 177 K's on 132 innings. I mean, 132 games. Um, it's that is still a, a little bit of a drag. Obviously 2020 happened when he hit two Oh three and had a 238 on base. I mean, he's, he's been better than that. <laughs>
1: Felt like it was a while there this year. We thought that was kind of repeating and we are going to get back to that. But he's he's definitely picked it up in the last uh, – last right. since the All-Star break, I guess.
2: Right. Well, I, that's going to be a, one of those see-where-he-lands see where sort of guys too. He's a free he's, agent, one of many shortstops out there.
1: He's hitting three oh two in the second half. I didn't think he had that in him over over on a, over a 200-plate appearance stretch.
2: Yeah, I wonder if the trade kind of fired him
1: up a little bit there. Yeah, or maybe the fans booing him fired him up a little bit. Yeah,
2: or or the Reds <laughs> doing whatever they did to get him angry that one time. Either I don't know.
1: Seems like the Mets are angry at people a lot.
2: Yeah, this is back in his Cub days, still though.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. I do remember that. Yeah, he. But I, I was just thinking of the Giancarlo Stanton with the home run this this a uh, couple weeks or last week, whatever it was, when Lindor and Baez were upset at, at Stanton and, and and likewise.
2: Yeah, yeah, they they do have that dynamic going a lot.
1: So someone who is a fifth round pick this year, ADP of 71 and a half is Kyle Hendricks with the Cubs. Uh, it's been ugly. Uh, we always like, well, the strikeouts out there, but at least you're getting really good ratios. Um, mm-hmm. I guess the answer is until you don't. And this has been the year where you don't 176 innings, which is a lot uh, 14 wins, which has been helpful, but a 4.81 ERA, a 1.35 whip. Uh, and you mean you know, one of those, you throw him in the fifth round, you probably threw him at least most of those starts. Maybe you maybe you sat him here down the stretch as you know, just kind of over it. But you probably got most of those. Um, the walks have been, you know, still not horrible, but way up from last year. Uh, the home runs are up. The strikeouts are even further down. He's he's a sixteen and a half percent strikeout guy right now, which it's really tough to do. You're probably giving away that category when you take him in the fifth round. So obviously he's not going to be a fifth rounder next year. Uh, no. Are you interested in coming back? Do you think he bounces back? He's thirty one now. What do you what do you do with Hendricks next year?
2: Hmm. I'll probably be aggressively wrong about him no matter what I say, uh, because that's how it was this year. It's like no one's ever gotten broke drafting Kyle Hendricks. He always, the systems always get him wrong. How can they have a projected ERA over four? Okay. I see you. I see you out there. Projection systems. You guys win.
1: Yeah. It's been, it's been rough. He's still that hard hit rate. Still pretty good. His barrel rate is about doubled from last, the last couple of years. So that has hurt him. And he's, you know, that's uh, caused some home runs, but it's uh the jump from two eight eight to four eight has been uh, has been rough. Yeah, I, uh, the
2: trades didn't help him because he relies on his defense, and obviously the defense you know got worse when Baez la was traded away. But yeah, uh, he he was already horrible earlier in the season too. You remember that Braves outing uh, was was especially hideous early on.
1: I, mean, I think he, he had a good stretch in there though. Like he his ERA was like in the fives in May, and then by the end of June, his ERA he got it under four. And then it's just been it's been rough again. The last uh, maybe he had a nine under run out against Milwaukee, the eight against the White Sox, seven against the Phillies. Like right. he's been he's been brutal these last like six eight weeks. Yeah,
2: he had he, he, at one point he got it down to three sixty one. He had that huge long win streak. Yep. Uh, but yeah, once the team got decimated, it hurt his hurt his performance. Although not immediately, he he won a couple games after the trade deadline. Pitched well against the Reds on July. Well, that's – actually, no, that was in July still. Uh, pitched well on the day of the trade deadline. Uh, yep. Pitched okay after that, and then it's kind of – it's been Rockets red glare a few yeah. times here down the stretch. The, and the defensive
1: point is pretty good, too. I mean, with, with yeah. Baez and Rizzo, like those are both really good defenders, and that, uh, for a guy that doesn't strike anybody out, you need, you need those studs behind you.
2: Yeah, and he's not going anywhere. He's still signed.
1: Yeah, do you do you think the Cubs go like rebuild? Do you think they sign a bunch of free agents? Where the heck do they go? I have
2: no idea. I yeah. I, I get the idea they won't. You know, I think Ricketts actually did lose a lot of money, like on, but not on the Cubs themselves, but like right. on his secondary, tertiary investments based off the Cubs and using that money, and so not being very liquid, and so I, I think that he was under. He, I, think, I think they were under demand to kind of cut down costs. And I think that'll continue next year.
1: Last guy I want to ask you about in this kind of vein, before we get out of here, Sim, also in Chicago, um, someone that I have really liked as someone who kind of had taken some steps up year over year is Yuan Mankata. Um He stayed healthy this year, 586 plate appearances. If you had told me that I would have been all in for whatever the price was. Uh Jeff, he's got 12 home runs and three stolen bases. Like if yeah. you played him all year and I have, I mean, it's just one of those guys like, He's in the middle of the White Sox lineup. You're not going to take him out. It's been so freaking empty though. It's just, I mean, he's hit 263, So he's just kind of been okay there. It hasn't hurt you there, but 12 home runs, three seals and 57 RBIs like where he was drafted and playing him every week has been, it's been, it's been, it's been a, it's been a loss.
2: Well, he's all of a sudden a walking machine, 80 walks. He's been yep. hit by 10 pitches. He's getting on base by the bowload and strike second. strikeouts are down too. Yeah. I Although still 150. I mean, it is down, but it's still high. But yeah, he was 31. He, he was 31%
1: yesterday. last year. and Now he's 25 and a half percent. So yeah, uh, you could deal with 25%, but hopefully it comes with some power, right?
2: I think I'll be back in on him. I don't know. I think I like seeing the approach at the plate at the plate. Uh, I, I, I have a hunch that the power will come back. So I'll probably be back in on him a little bit.
1: Yeah, the fly balls have been down, which has obviously hurt the power. He's a twenty nine percent fly ball guy r- right now, and that's that's definitely hurt. He's usually uh, kind of mid to high thirties, so that has definitely hurt the power. But I mean, this is someone that in twenty nineteen hit. I mean, I know that was happy fun ball, but twenty five home runs, ten stone bases, hit three fifteen. Right. The, the Babbitt was insane that year. I think mean, we all knew the batting average was coming down, but I don't think we thought that he was a twelve home run guy either.
2: No, in I, his I, age twenty
1: six season, like it's it's not yeah wild. I'd be more confident on the power than the speed bouncing back. I think that's uh, very fair. He doesn't seem very interested in running much anymore.
2: Right. And as you get older and bigger, that just usually goes away.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I was uh, I was not fast uh, when I was younger either, so it's been a problem for me either way.
2: Yeah, me too. Me too.
1: Yeah. Uh, you're out playing soccer, though. You must have some speed out there. <laughs> well, I have. Are you playing with anybody that's fast, or is everybody out there kind of slow?
2: Um, there, there's some fast players out there. I assume it's
1: an older adult, middle-aged adult league.
2: It is. It's all of us that are coaches and refs and board members in the league. So average age is probably about 45 or so. Um,
1: That helps, that helps bring the speed down a little bit. But you still get some guys in their mid forties that can run a little bit. Always, it always freaks me out. Yeah.
2: Yeah, It's a pretty casual league, but there, there's some players that are pretty intense about
1: it still. Do you have to play a specific position or you get to move around a little bit?
2: Um, I, I, I mean, I, I played a couple different positions today. It was fun. Uh, you know, we, we, we're, we are, you know, we have people that drafted teams and they, they select the positions and all that. And that's fine. I'm just doing what I'm
1: told. I, my, are you, are you left-footed? Cause you're left-handed, right? I am. All right. It, it, it helps. I would say that's good there. Uh, Anybody else you want to talk about? Uh, We're going to come back next week, but is there anybody else you want to talk about for the final week? Anything else on your mind? Anything else that you want to discuss? As long as it's not 49ers related, I'm open to talking
2: about. No, Bengals are awesome. That was good. Uh, Jamar Chase, look, he can catch.
1: Who knew? La- the second touchdown was nice too. He like caught the back end of the ball as a catch. It was, a, oh, sweet catch. So it was a great grab. So uh, pretty. Roethlisberger uh, looks fully fried, by the
2: way. Yes, he does. That uh,
1: like three yard interception he threw right to the Bengals linebacker it was just an abysmal pass.
2: The fourth and ten screen pass was my yeah. favorite, but uh, yeah,
1: when you're when your a dot is like two point seven on the game, you know something bad's going on.
2: Yeah, it was just Roethlisberger throws underneath. It was over and over and over again.
1: So first, uh, game wanna, the, first game that Burroughs looked, looked like he's maybe back to the old guy. Like, he looked different today to me. He looked way better to me in the first couple of weeks. No
2: T.J. Watt helped a lot. That does help. Uh, Want to announce Thursday, Phil DeSalt joining oh, us. Oh, nice. Every league known to man in the NFPC. So he's joining me on Thursday for the pod. Uh, this offseason, James Anderson is going to do a weekly podcast. So nice. we're going to have content all throughout. I'll probably take a hiatus after Sunday uh, for a little bit. I'm going to work on projections. I got my value meter for football. I just, I need some decompressed time, but.
1: And you do a show every day and a two fantasy football podcast during the week too, right?
2: Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And gaming golf also don't forget gaming golf. Don't diminish the work I'm doing on gaming golf, but.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, just as long as you didn't listen to my picks this week, you were good.
2: I did listen to your picks and I'm blaming you, but. It's okay. I
1: think at some point I just told you to take DJ no matter what. Didn't I?
2: No. I remember
1: I remember saying it, like you know that you DJ hurt you all year you know he's going to be good this week.
2: I did take DJ it Oh, did, nice. I five, five and I I had 4 euros on my squad so
1: yeah. Yeah that's uh, just not really a path when they when they get uh, <laughs> historically dominated.
2: No exactly. But uh yeah
1: excited to finish strong this week. Excited yeah. for
2: James's work on the pod. Uh I will be doing I I'm going to I'm toying around with the idea doing like in, starting in January, doing like five a week on like 30 minutes, one on each team each day sort of thing. Um, but with various different experts on the, the I, hope, I hope you can
1: find yeah. someone good to talk about the A's. I look forward to listening to that one.
2: I look forward to listening <laughs> to you on that one. Yes,
1: RA's. Yeah, no doubt there. But I'm looking forward to the Phil one. That's uh I, I credit him. I don't know if I could do a podcast three days left in the season when I was first in the overall and trying to battle him. I would worry about uh, jinxing myself, or I'd be probably too stressed out. But uh, right, there was, there was an article written about him this week that was that was really good. Uh, Travis Sawchek wrote that. It was yeah, uh, it was that was great. Piece. It was fun. It's just fun to see people in the industry, the NPC people, getting some some notoriety. And Phil season, is, and the, he's 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 he's, a, he's got a really good chance to win the main event overall. A good chance to win the Oxen Championship. But the craziest thing is he's in twenty two leagues. and He's cashing in all twenty two.
2: It's just unreal.
1: It's, it's impossible. Like how do you not have one team in there that sucked?
2: Yeah. Uh, I have no idea.
1: I I look forward to listening to that one. Hopefully I can get some good tips on that one. Cause he is clearly the, uh, the guy to beat right now going into next year, him and him and Casey char probably the two names that you want to, uh, you want to give me the toughest to beat uh, as you fall, as you walk into next year.
2: I'd agree with that.
1: Well, thanks everybody for listening uh, both tonight and all season long. We will have one more podcast for you uh, next Sunday night. Just kind of recapping the season, talking about playoffs you want to follow Jeff on Twitter? He's at Jeff underscore Erickson. If you want to follow me, I'm at Scott Jensen. You might want to skip all my tweets from tonight, though. Probably a pretty good idea. Um, <laughs> other than that, I was talking to a lot of 49ers and frustration with a lot of stuff. But anyway, uh, thanks everyone for listening. We thanks WinBet for their sponsorship all season long. If you could please rate or review the podcast, it'd be great also. Other than that, I uh, hope everybody has a good week. Good luck down the stretch. Hopefully the, uh, the last week treats you well. Other than that, we'll be back at you next Sunday. Take care.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why?